child and adolescent mental health disorders 60% with depression and 80% with anxiety. I just felt kids. numb to the kids world. Kids being bullied sometimes to it death. It seems the passage of time has only made bullying worse. I've seen a lot of bullying happen. This is an issue that touches just about every family. There's just a constant country. pressure, I guess, with everybody. It takes a lot of guts to talk about this. Welcome to Teen Talk, a podcast platform by teens for teens, where we have a chance to be heard. That's right. Real teens talking about real life, meeting teenagers where we are, and engaging in real conversations with each other and for each other. Our moderator is Jason Hopkins, president and CEO of National Alliance on Mental Illness, Arapahoe and Douglas Counties. He's also the president and founder of The Connection Project. We will explore the topics that matter most to teens today. It is a podcast for teens, by teens, proudly sponsored by Mountain High Appliance. Our goal is to meet you where you are and reinforce that you are not alone. We will discuss relevant topics, share personal stories, and inspire hope. So today on this episode of Teen Talk, I'm with Monica Thompson, our current Miss Colorado. Monica and I have had a couple of conversations now, and today we're joined with some local teens to discuss sibling relationships. Um, As we know, uh, sibling relationships can often be complicated and have dynamics to their own um, individual families, and really just thought we could have a conversation to highlight um, and underscore what are some of the nuances of sibling relationships and um, how do we all get along and do better. (laughs) Thank you all for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so as we jump into this, um, so you guys have been friends for a long time, right? We've known each other since elementary school. Yes, we used to live across the street from each other. Wow, that's cool. We were born two days apart, just so you know. Oh, well, there's that. (laughs) So same year? Yep. Awesome. So in addition to that, you both have two other sisters. Yes. So, and Monica is the sister mm-hmm. of, of one of our guests today, so I'm, I'm glad you're all here. Um, so let's talk about what it's like growing up with three sisters. I think there's definitely a sense of community in, like, womanhood, if right? that makes sense. Absolutely. You know, there's never any, like, awkward topics of conversation <laughs> between women <laughs> because we all kind of have the same issues, have the same feelings about certain things, sure. and it, it definitely opens up communication. <laughs> yes, I totally agree with that. Me and my sisters recently saw Little Women together. I saw it. I loved it. Oh, <laughs> so good. Right? But, yeah, it should have been up for best ever. <laughs> in my opinion, right. best director, too. But, <laughs> um, but we saw it, and we were, like, trying to pick out who was who from all the Little Women, and we kind of came to the consensus that, like, those characters are such good, like, you can see yourself in all of them. They're like the different parts of like being a woman and being a girl. And it's just that movie encapsulates a lot of like what I feel like went on in our house growing up too. Mm-hmm. just like really close. There's something about sisters, like just watching that movie. Mm-hmm. And I went and saw it with like some boys, too. And they were like, yeah, it was really good. But I don't think it resonated <laughs> quite as well with them. And right. we were like, oh, this is our life, like weeping in the theater. So, Yeah. Yeah. I I loved growing up with all sisters. And uh-huh. I actually remember when my younger sister was going to be born, there's an eight year age gap between us, which is a little bit different than some of the other siblings in the room. But going to that ultrasound with my mom and we were all really hoping it was a girl. And there was just this sigh of relief <laughs> when it was We're like, thank goodness. And it's not that boys are bad or, you know, having a brother is bad. But I think having a relationship with your sister, like they've mentioned, there's a very special bond 
which a lot of people, it's, it's hard to even identify. It's not always this competitive nature. There is actually something very sisterhood oriented about it, which is pretty cool to grow up with. I love hearing that. It sounds like it's a great source of inspiration for you guys to kind of learn and draw upon each other. Um, I'm sure it's not always like that. Um, before we highlight the good, let's talk about what are some of the downsides to being all all women in a family? Uh, I'll mm. go first. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, for me and my sisters, we all do the same thing. We're all like into the performing arts. Okay. And so for us, it's a lot like we're all very invested into the same area. And it's like a hard <laughs> game of comparison sometimes mm-hmm. because when one person is doing well, obviously you're really proud of them and you're happy for them. But it's hard to st- like compare yourself, I think. And also to feel like you have to like – live up to the what the older sibling has done. That's mm-hmm. like something, because I'm the middle child, so I have okay. an older sister and a younger sister. And so just that navigating what you have to expect from yourself and trying to be happy for your sisters when they achieve great things, but also like it's really easy to compare yourself to them when you're doing the same activities and like have similar interests. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's very different from like us because not only are we – so far apart in age, but we have very different interests. Like yeah. our oldest sister is getting her PhD in political, political science <laughs> stuff. And then Monica, <laughs> of course, is into all of the performing arts and the pageants and <laughs> all of that kind of thing. And I'm more into like science and medicine. And so I think it's I can definitely see where I would be comparing myself if I was into those same things that they might be in. And so I think it almost makes it easier <laughs> that it's right. like, oh, I don't know how to compare that I got this award in science versus Monica doing this. And so right. I think that almost makes it easier mm-hmm. that we're interested in different things. Yeah. Yes. I think the only thing we might, and even competitive isn't the right word, but academically is maybe the only thing that growing up, I felt that from my older sister because she was this academic. That was her thing. Sure. And so... I always felt I was really proud because I graduated with a higher GPA than she did. But like, you know, grand scheme of things. That doesn't, that doesn't sound competitive. Right? That doesn't sound like. But at the same time, it's like, Troy was right, that we we just have different interests. And so it's different than some of the other maybe sisterly relationships in that we didn't have to compete with each other over roles or who got the solo in choir, but more right. so, you know, how, how do we actually bond as sisters with such different interests? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And and you bringing up the point of competition. How do you, um, how do you, how do you deal with competition? You know, especially in your family where you all have such similar interests. I mean, obviously you want to be supported, like you said, of your sibling. But you know, I, I'm sure there are some heart crushing moments where something happens good for them that hasn't happened for you. Like, how do you really balance that out and and not take that so personally? I think at first for me, it was a lot harder because I didn't know how to, right? Like you just sulk in your own self-pity for a minute. (laughs) But I think as I've grown up, I've just realized that, yes, we might do the same things and like we have that in common, but we are three very, very different people, like personality wise, the way we look. And so you realize like, though we might have this thing in common, we're not the same and we're going to achieve different things because of that. And we'll go on our different paths because of that. So that's amazing to recognize Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. What I'm hearing from you guys, it sounds like you have this support system that you have each other's back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really fantastic. Mm -hmm. So 
do you find that that has shaped how you have relationships with friends? I mean, do your sisters kind of become go-to friends or do you have similar relationships with people outside of, you know, obviously you have friends, but (laughs) um, is it the same or different? For me, it's very different, actually. Like, growing up, I think that my sisters, especially Monica, was more of a mother figure than it was Mm -hmm. a parent or a friend, (laughs) you know, Um, because we spent a lot of time together. Our mom was, you know, always working, and so Monica was the one to pick me up from school or bring me my lunch when I forgot it. (laughs) So Happened more than once. Yes, (laughs) all the time. (laughs) And so it's not that I don't go to her as a friend, but it's definitely... A different dynamic than I have with people my age and mm-hmm. yeah and I don't know if that that probably is because of the age gap so it'd be interesting to hear from you if that's the same with your sisters versus us yeah for me I think I'm really I'm closer to my sisters than I think I've ever been at this age because we're all kind of in a very similar stage of life right now mm-hmm. like my oldest sister is like two and a half years older than me and my younger sister's four years younger than me which is Mm-hmm. Kind of big, but not really. So yeah. we're all kind of in a similar place, which is, I think it's been hard for a, us all at different points to be like, oh, I'm the left one out. Because when there's three of you, I feel like there's always like some buddy buddying happening. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so for a while I was really, really close with my older sister, but I think it's starting to like kind of even out. And mm. I've noticed just like with the whole friends thing that you're talking about, I'm so close with my sisters right now that I feel like. I kind of hold my friends to a really high standard because I'm like, well, you got to fit in around my house and like all this stuff. So, yeah. I love that. That's awesome. So, Monica, as we were talking about your initiative for Isthmus Colorado is Building Strong Girls, mm-hmm. um, I would imagine being in this household of, of dynamic women, mm. um, that has probably shaped the work that you're doing and helped guide the work you're doing um, in the community. Is is that the case? Absolutely. In I think maybe the first podcast, first conversation we had, I just touched on this, but I grew up primarily in a single parent household. My, right, my parents divorced and when I was 13. And so um, my younger sister, who's, who's here, had a very different time growing up than I did or my older sister did. And okay. that is almost where this motherly relationship came from. It made me mature quite a bit. But I think we saw a lot of struggles Um when when she was growing up and, and just the population or the generation that she was in in particular, even that those, those eight years between us, there was a huge shift, cultural shift in social media and those pressures that we've talked about before, too, that just it, it rocked my family and it, and it made me passionate about helping, you know, save these other girls. Um, and, and even today, it's easier for me to talk to girls than it is to boys sure. because it's almost like I understand them more. And I think that is. Well, you've had a lifetime of training, a lifetime of training. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mom and sisters. And yeah, absolutely. That has fueled my passion, I would say, for building strong girls. So it's interesting sitting here. I mean, you all have, you know, there, there's three siblings apiece. Um, so I mm-hmm. am one of three boys. Mm-hmm. So conversely, and I'm the oldest and there's a 10 and 13 year age gap between me and my younger brothers. Well. Um, and, and it's interesting to see the dynamics because I can recognize the closeness that you all have. And, and I have interesting relationships with both of my brothers. They're both very different, one much better than the other. Um, <laughs> but it is so different with boys. You know, mm. you're making the, the, the comment about the boys you went with seeing little women. Mm. Um, I, I think that um, there is an inherent 
um, I, I think women are naturally more inclined to connect with each other mm. um, in a way that, that maybe boys don't. Um, have you seen that in your friends that have siblings that, that have boy siblings? Um, have you seen the differences that is there more conflict that you notice? I personally, from my own experience, and I, I mean, I don't speak for everybody, obviously, sure, sure, but sure. I think that um, for me, it's always so easy to connect to my sisters. And we even if, when we're not like at our closest stage of life, we still have always like been friends and really known like what's going on in each other's lives and communicated really well. But sometimes I'll talk to my friends and they'll be like, hey, how's your brother doing? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Like, and I'm like, well, I just like don't understand. Like, there's a disconnect in my brain. And I've talked to my sisters about this before. Like, have you met friends where they're just like they're not even friends with their siblings? And they're like, yeah, it's so weird. So there's like a disconnect for me when you're not like for people who aren't friends with their siblings. And I think it's much more normal than I think it is. It's just I've grown up. I've been so lucky to be so close to my sisters. So yeah, have you experienced anything like that? Yeah, kind of. And I mean, people with in the relationships I've seen between brothers or brother and sister, it's definitely different. I mean, like for if there's a brother and a sister, there's a way different dynamic than Monica and I or even two brothers. Like if they there are two brothers at our school who both play football and they're both very like competitive and they look kind of the same. <laughs> and Like there's these huge guys and like everybody knows, oh, they're brothers versus, you know, people who have different interests or you know, just different. What makes it harder for one to stand out versus the other? Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. You know, unless you're naturally inclined to be better at something than the other, (laughs) and then you become the lesser brother or the greater brother. Right. Um, Uh, Yeah, the the two things I wanted to touch on with that topic is, is one, I think we're very lucky, the girls here in this room, because we are close to our sisters, but girls, I mean, just have a tendency to compare themselves. And so I think we're actually very lucky and maybe even rare in the sense that there isn't this sense of jealousy that I think can come from having only sisters. I mean, I think we could talk to people with a family structure similar to ours who might not be as close to their sisters because of that jealousy that can erode relationships. And I was thinking, we all know each other, you know, we grew up on this same street and there was another family with a girl my age and who had a younger brother. And this whole growing up of the annoying younger brother. Like, I just <laughs> never felt that with having a younger sister. She was never annoying to me. Um, she was just, it was almost like having a, a little mini me that I could teach. And so, yeah, I do think that there is something almost motherly. I don't know, maybe that's just my own personal experience that is different when it's boys and girls, so brothers and sisters, or in your case, Jason, with all boys. I right. think that probably is even a more competitive environment. Well, I was so much older, it really wasn't. Right. You know, I was, my, my youngest brother was five when I left home and went to college. Mm, yeah. So, you know, we have such a different relationship now as adults than mm. we did growing up, obviously. But, you know, I, I love that we can talk about the fact that there are differences because I recognize that there's a lot of love between the three of you Mm -hmm. um, and that you've had great experiences being girls um, and having sisters. Mm -hmm. What, you know, the the thing that we've talked about before on Teen Talk is, you know, this topic around mean girls, Mm -hmm. you know, and you just brought up the jealousy thing a minute ago. And Mm -hmm. and while that may not exist inside of your family dynamic, what are the things that you all see with girls in general? I mean, are we becoming, are, are girls as a society becoming more supportive of each other? Are those things changing? Are is Mean Girls still a thing? Honestly, I don't think so. At least like 
where I've been, where I've grown up, I feel like girls have always <clears throat> kind of had each other's backs. And, okay. you know, in an era of it's kind of shifting from a man's world to a world where a woman can do all of the same things a man can. We and can hope. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> and it's really becoming more, oh, we have more in common than we might have thought. And there's no really reason to compare when we can learn to like love ourselves and not only that, but love each other and, you know, raise each other up for our differences. And I mean, I've been, maybe I've just been lucky to not have any experiences with girls who are just mean, as you might call them. Do you have anything to add to that? Yes. And I think I totally agree with you. Like I, and I think even throughout my, like from transition from middle school to high school, I think I've seen those kind of relationships between girls get better. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's just the people I surround myself with, but Mm -hmm. I totally agree with what you're saying. But I don't think it's totally disappeared. I think there's definitely still like, especially in like extracurricular activities, I think that there's sometimes a nature of competitiveness Mm -hmm. and you can sometimes feel like, like I know when I was a freshman, I'm a senior now, but when I was a freshman, I, I felt like everybody wanted me to fail, which could have been totally in my head, but then you get some talk of you know so and so saying this about you and you're like well that hasn't totally disappeared and I I think we've all been there where you're like oh I really wanted that thing and that girl got it and now I'm mad at her for it like (laughs) I'm not not perfect (laughs) but like yeah so that that definitely exists and I think from those experiences of just like people being mean to me like I'd never been like actually had somebody be mean to me until high school which I'm very lucky for but like I learned that like you have to when when you're in a competitive situation like that you have to take a step back and say like these people are separate from what they do and like Hmm. I don't know like you're not all of the things that you do during school and like in your extracurricular activities like there's a person behind that and so that's kind of what I think I that's think. amazing insight. I'm wondering as I'm listening to you guys, being that you all have had these close bonds at home, that has to have shaped mm-hmm. the relationship you have with other women. Mm-hmm. You know, I would imagine that yeah. makes a difference. Absolutely. And because like, I don't think mean girl culture has disappeared, by the right. way. <laughs> um, I'm glad you've not had those experiences, yeah. but I, I I don't and I don't think it's just mean girls. I think mm. we have mean people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I think you're smart to say you have to separate the, the person from the experience. Um, I don't think one is synonymous of the other. But, mm-hmm. you know, we live in a culture that it's really easy for us to do or say unkind things around about other people who maybe are achieving or mm-hmm. are performing in a way that we're not. Mm-hmm. Right. I think us as a culture, it was touched on earlier, we're living in this women empowerment movement, which is amazing and awesome. But at the same time. What's so interesting to me is that while that might be projected in in social media and culture, I think there's a very dark undercurrent of what's actually going on because uh, we may have mentioned this before, but the suicide rates of girls is almost as high among young girls as it is among boys. That is a huge shift in what it used to be. So there is a change and that we don't, you know, I'm, I'm really glad because I also have not really experienced it. And Jace, I think you hit it on the head of we had a very strong foundational sense of how to treat other women and how right. we were treated at home and really probably surrounded ourselves with women who were like minded. But that is not the case as a whole in culture. Right. Unfortunately. 
Well, and I mean, I I think going back to the work you're doing with Building Strong Girls, I mean, to give girls tools from a young age to Mm -hmm. empower themselves, I think is going to net into something more valuable longer term. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as as we've talked about before, I mean, a lot of that starts with what happens at home. Yeah. You know, and it's not to criticize any parents, but, I mean, there are, there are parents who are not always super supportive mm-hmm. or helpful or, you know, you know, have the ability to teach their kids to build these strong fa- foundations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I love the empowerment that we see among women today and that we're moving, I think, in a direction where the trend is mm-hmm. um, empowered women. I think we're a long way from that really playing itself out in, you know, a really beautiful aligned way. But I think every step makes a difference. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So is there anything that you think would be compelling for listeners to know if we've got parents listening or teens listening you know, that have these families with complicated dynamics. I mean, you guys are serving as role models here. Are are there things that you think teens or parents might should know about surviving sibling relationships that are not Mm -hmm. great? Hmm. (laughs) Not to make you the experts. here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think it's just learning that, your sibling is a person, <laughs> you know, right. they have all the same feelings that you do and the same complexity and all of that. <laughs> and they're not just, you know, the annoying person that comes and knocks on your door and asks to borrow your clothes or, <laughs> you know, they are, um, they're a human being who have experiences. And I think that we have to learn to respect our siblings and not assume <clears throat> anything about them just because we've grown up with them because they're people too. Well, the thing I'm really hearing from your words is it's important to see them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's easier to see people when we see ourselves or at least own our own place in this world. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Um, I think so from a parental standpoint, not that I'm a parent, but I have parents. (laughs) Maybe you will be someday. (laughs) Maybe, yes. But I saw like for a while – there's okay. We call it the 13 year old girl phase in my house because it's happened three times now. There are a lot of houses that have that. Phase. Yes, <laughs> and uh, not to ba- bust anybody's bubble, but uh, it's kind of the worst phase um, <laughs> because I think it's just a period of oh, being unsure of yourself and hormones and all of these different things that right. are happening, and it's like definitely puts a strain on sibling relationships, or at least it has in my house. You're like, like my little sister, she's 13 right now. So we have that phase going on. And You're living it. <laughs> yes. And it's like, oh, sometimes you want to rip out your eyeballs because all she does is say, Ugh, you know, and, and my mom worries sometimes. She's like, I don't know if my sibling or my kids are close or mm-hmm. like they're getting along. And it's always got, it's always at that 13 year old girl phase. But once we get out of it, we're closer than we ever have been. So I think. A lot of times if there's like conflict in your household, at least from my like my experience, we've grown out of it and you're better for it because you're like, oh, I really missed us being close, Mm -hmm. at least in my experience. Like when I was going through middle school, I wasn't close to either of my siblings at all. And my mom was like, why don't my kids get along? Like I would hear her talking on the phone or whatever. (laughs) And you know, we she came out of it. She wanted you by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and we, now me and my older sister are closer than we ever have been. And so it's just like, I think you can worry about like the conflicts, but I think it, for, at least from my experience, it worked itself out. So 
So this too shall pass. Yes, exactly. <laughs> As we wrap this up, what's one word that you would use to describe your sibling relationships? Enduring. <laughs> it's a good one. I was going to say unique because each sibling is unique. And so I talk to them differently. I relate to them differently. Okay. So unique. Um. Oh, they took some really good ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably. I really want to steal yours. That's enduring because it's like I don't know. For me, it's just something that's like if nothing else is there, I always have my sisters. Mm-hmm. So it's a perfect word. Mm, Let's stick good. with that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I want to say it's closing. <laughs> my word would be hopeful. It makes me mm-hmm. hopeful to have conversations like this with you all. Um, And I think that they hopefully will inspire conversations for other people um, within their family dynamics to look at you guys as an example. Um, And I just admire you guys for being empowered women. Thank you. (laughs) Thank Thank you. you. Glad you're here. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) If you or someone you know is struggling or in crisis, please contact Colorado Crisis Services. They can be reached by text at 38255 or by phone at 844-493-493. 8255. For a complete list of resources, visit 1043thefan.com, cozy101.com, or kygo.com and click on Mental Health Awareness located under the Strengthening Families page. The Teen Talk Podcast is presented by the Public Affairs and News Department of Bonneville, Denver. Please don't text and drive.